morning, good evening, or good afternoon, wherever or whenever you are tuning in. Welcome along to the Checkered Flag Chat, episode two of our second season, taking over from the now famous Lachlan Mansell. Last time on the podcast, I had a chat to Lee Hullsworth. So if you missed that, make sure to go and check it out because it was a pretty cool conversation. Uh, But today we're going to move on to another driver who has enjoyed quite a lengthy career racing supercars at the top level of Australian motorsport. And he's amassed a whopping 20 Bathurst 1000 starts over his career. He's a driver coach by day and a hired endurance season gun by enduro season. It's 2017 Bathurst 1000 winner, Luke Yordan. Hey Luke, thanks for coming along and joining me here on the Checkered Flag chat. How have you been faring in this mid-season break? Yeah, well, first of all, my pleasure being on. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm lucky enough to live in Queensland, so there's been a, a little bit going on, but uh, unfortunately racing stopped because, you know, it's, it's a national sport, of course, and, and, and what I do as, as chief driving instructor for Porsche, uh, a lot of our clients are, are Southerners as well, so it's certainly uh, impacted uh, my work a little bit, but um, I'm just trying to make this the best of a bad situation, I guess, as much as I can. Yeah, you've got a busy year. Uh, we had a busy year sort of lined up as, as, a, as of course, your driver coaching role with, with Porsche and your role with TechWorks Motorsport, which we'll talk a little bit more about a little bit later on. But I want to understand how you've got to this point in your career. And to do that, I think we have to go back to the start, which for you, what, about 1995, Formula Ford, <laughs> you're trying to break into the National Series. You've, you're involved with... Greg Ritter, in the next couple of years, talk us through that time as you're trying to make the break. Yeah, it was was unusual. I I never actually started in go-karts. I mean, I had go-karts and lived in a sort of semi-rural property. So I was always in cars and and go-karts and motorbikes and things. Uh, Dad was a a race driver, pretty accomplished at that stage as well. So... um, I guess the influence, I just wanted to go and race at Bathurst. So at that stage, um, kids weren't really coming out of go-karts and open wheelers and into sort of into, you know, group A at that time. So um, I don't know, it was probably a mistake, but anyway, we didn't go the open wheel route to start with, but then a, a trip to Adelaide Grand Prix and I think in 1993, and I saw these cars still plucking gears where you know, where Group A's are on the brakes and downshifting. I'm like, oh, I got to get, I got to get my butt in one of these things. So, yeah. um, that that changed the the trajectory, I guess, a little bit, and uh, decided to go Formula Ford racing from then on. And yeah, it took a little while to break into the national scene. It didn't quite have the the money um, behind me at that stage, so it was just leasing a car when I could, uh, and famously. I, I guess got the relationship with Dougal McDougal and Peter McDougal and, and the Ritters and um, it's sort of, you know, sort of steamrolled from there. Mm. 1999, 2000, there were the years it sort of happened for you, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you made, you made that jump and obviously uh, Greg Ritter went and did the 1000 in 1999. You got to drive at Bathurst driving his Formula Ford in the support races. How cool was that to, to achieve that and go and drive at Bathurst like he wanted? 
Yeah, it was awesome. Well, it actually wasn't his car. Like, I, oh. I, I worked, um, yeah, I worked as a mechanic for Dougal McDougal, which looked after Greg's car, of course. So um, I, I, that year really helped me being around Greg and his dad and uh, just learning as much as I could. And I was lucky enough, Dougal, you know, who owned the team as well, he, he went into supercars and sort of left me to look after the Formula Ford side of things. And they had a, a spare chassis there, actually, actually an older one, a 1996 version. And uh, we just sort of, I wouldn't say scrambled parts together, but that's probably the best way to describe it. And, um, you know, got, got an engine off the boys and, and put it all together myself, did a little bit of testing at Calder and Winton, and then, uh, yeah, took it off to, to, to Bathurst. And, yeah, I don't know, something clicked for me there. And, and you know, I got polled, I got polled by over a second, I think, and, and won the both races. And, and I think, and then actually, I think the week after, two weeks later, I won the, the uh, what they call it, Trophy of Phillip Island for Formula Fords then up against uh, Will Davison, Will Power. And oh, that probably that probably got me noticed even more. And then, you know, Greg moved on because he won the championship. So, of course, in Formula Ford, you couldn't progress in Formula Ford the year after. So you have to get out. And uh, Peter McDougall had ordered the, the new Miguel chassis and they were pretty keen on pumping Miguel uh, into Australia. And uh, I, I guess that those two performances at Bathurst and Phillip Island opened their eyes a little bit to say, hey, Luke, he can, can probably do this and we, we might give him the, the chassis. So I was very, very lucky that, uh, first of all, we could win those couple of races, get noticed, and, and very, very thankful to the McDougals for giving me the opportunity to race that chassis, brand new chassis, um, for basically nothing. I, I just had to, you know, put some running costs together, and 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 for someone like me, didn't have much money behind me. That that really sort of yeah skyrocketed my career from there. Certainly did, because then in two thousand, you made your Bathurst one thousand debut as well, and you made that for Perkins Motorsport with Christian Murchison and from what I can tell you, you were having a pretty good run. You were inside the top five um, until uh, was it a broken valve spring that sort of ended your day? Yes. Yeah. That's unfortunately the, the, um, the Perkins engineering's cars had problems with those valve springs. Um, yeah. We, we probably would have finished top five on debut, which, uh, and tell you what, it was a scary old time that one. It was the first time in a, in a supercar at Bathurst <laughs> and it just rained, rained the entire week. Oh, no. um, the only the only time it didn't rain was in qualifying and myself and Mercho had no idea what this thing was like in the dry and we qualified no absolutely nowhere um but it rained for the race and we had a little bit more experience in the rain uh, from the previous week and we managed to just stay out of trouble and, and do all the right things and, and great strategy from the team yeah and genuine top five on, on pace and strategy so uh, yeah it would have been an uh, unbelievable debut but you know, it's a, it's a cruel place, as we know. <laughs> yeah, about those yeah. bites. It's, um, yeah. I think, running running as high as you did, though, on, on debut certainly would have made a lot of people take notice. And obviously, <laughs> you've gone on to do much better things. And then in 2001, you competed for the only time, from what I can tell, in the Australian production car series, which you won. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky enough to win that one. It's it's a point that came about through the relationship with Holden and Perkins Engineering. So uh, the year after, we again you can't you can't do Formula Ford again. And I went and did the Formula Ford Festival in Europe, uh, actually just before Bathurst because Bathurst was in November that year. And yeah, to to, to give you you guys an idea that they wanted back then in so two thousand they wanted one hundred and thirty thousand pounds 
um, to do from the Ford in Britain, um, which at that stage is over $300,000. And then plus it would have to live there. So I don't know, call it $350,000, $400,000 to go and race from the Ford. Didn't obviously have that. So um, <laughs> no. Yeah, came back home and, and yeah, Holden were, um, were quite gracious to give me a, a Holden Astra. Uh, and, and we managed to yeah do, do a little bit of testing and, and figure those cars out and, and do a good job and, and, and win that championship as well. Have you ever thought about doing a bit more production car racing? I mean, obviously gels with you quite well. Yeah, look, I, we made a few little sort of cameo appearances here and there. Um, my dad has, has good pedigree in that, um, you know, he's won two Australian production car championships. So uh, the, old, the old boy's probably a little bit better than me in, in a production car, but um Look, I, I'll, I'll just race anything. You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. I'm happy to race anything. But um, as I get a little bit older, I, um, you know, I, I really enjoying that the faster cars, the GT cars, and things with a lot of grip and a lot of downforce. And and, and when you experience downforce, you get sort of hooked on it. It's like a drug. So mm. um, I'm sort of more chasing opportunities in faster cars, not slower ones. <laughs> yeah. Between. 2002 and 2012 you pretty much solidified yourself as a gun co-driver um you were racing in the development series which is of course now super two uh, alongside those appearances and you spent three years with steven ellery racing stints with stone brothers fbr djr team penske erebus a couple of years in carrera cup talk us through those those years just sort of driving whatever you can trying to trying to get a full-time seat it just never came to fruition for you did it no, I had a couple of opportunities. Actually, signed a contract as well with WPS. Didn't work out. Uh, we're, on, we're on target for for a second super cheap drive with Ellery's in, in 04, 05 as well, I should say. So, I had the opportunities. Um, they, they just didn't work out. But yeah, it's 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 a bit of a scramble. You know, there's only call it 25 or 30 spots in a pinnacle of of, of Australian motorsport. So it, it's hard to to break into that, of course, and it's not like football where you might have a 10 year career and then your body's had it and you've got to move on and, and the younger ones come through. So, you know, you, unless you don't, it's all about timing as well. Yeah. You guys like Lowndes and Tanda, you know, they get in, make their mark and they're in there for 30 years almost, you know, so it's, it's hard to break in, especially if you don't have the backing behind you. But yeah, uh, look, I, I enjoyed that period. I, I sort of, as you said, sort of solidified myself as a, as an enduro driver, Thought I did pretty well for just turning up pretty much off the couch every year and, and doing a reasonable job at Bathurst. And um, yeah, just just scrambling to, to, to get my bum in any seat I could. Uh, 05 uh, Carrera Cup, that, that, was, that, that, was, that was a lot of fun. And, and that led into also um, a sort of full-time seat in New Zealand, New Zealand V8. So I really enjoyed my time, usually across the summer break in New Zealand. And we did that for three years in a row. So um, yeah, I, I still... Drove a little bit, but yeah, that, that elusive full-time driving V8s, um, yeah, just never came to fruition, I guess. I think, I, have, I haven't checked the stats on there, but you've probably got to be right up there for the most starts without ever being full-time, which is mightily impressive. Yeah, I think that's a definite. You know, it's, uh, this will be 21 starts this year, I think, and I don't think anyone's close to that in terms of guys who have never had a, a full-time seat. So, um, yeah lucky enough to go all right i guess but yeah um i i, I am disappointed i never made that full-time step but uh, i'm pretty i mean when i started off in this journey years and years ago as a kid 
mate, all I wanted to do was was be a race car driver, get paid to, to race cars, and and that's what I've managed to do. You know, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I'm, I'm happy, mate. I'm happy. Yeah. That's all that matters, right? And yeah. uh, I tell you what, there is a lot of people that are envious of uh, the position that you're in, uh, including me. <laughs> mate, <laughs> yeah. I want to be a race car driver too, but uh, yeah. I, I'll take this yeah. role too. Um, so so many challenges in there too in 2010 was that a was that, i'm gonna have a guess that might have been the australian grand prix um no no, no. okay 2020 no no um 2010 was uh yeah it was an interesting year that one i, I had the co-drive with uh with mark winterbottom and and you know, by then I'd done a few years at FPR at that stage, and you know we, we had a quick car. We'll pull at Bathurst, and then uh, we had a, we had a tire dilemma on me, which which caused the, the famous crash at um, at the cutting that I had, and that and then that that probably I think wrongly started off a few question marks on you know Luke starting to crash a little bit, but a lot of them weren't my fault. Also oh, yeah. that year. Um, Villeneuve crashed into me as well off the start at at, uh, at at the Gold Coast, so there was a few little DNFs and crashes that started to creep in that year and, and sort of tarnished I don't know, a little bit of the, the reputation unfairly, I think. But um, yeah, anyway, it's it's the way it is. Yeah, I <clears throat> uh, you know what I, I knew I was going to forget suddenly. You know what I forgot? <laughs> Not yep. we didn't talk about your your, your first podium. You've stood on the podium twice. <laughs> you had to wait long between the two of them because your first one was 2003. Yeah. It only yeah. took you four attempts to do it. You DNF'd your first two and then ninth with Steve Mallory. And then you come back the next year and you grab that podium. Talk us through that. Yeah, that, that was an unbelievable period, to be honest. We, we actually were second at the Sandown 500, you know, a month beforehand. So that was my first podium in V8s and, you know, up, up against the, the might of HRT and Stone Brothers and, and all these guys it, for a small little team to give you an idea. We, I think we had not even five full-time staff at Ellery's. So um, that, that was unbelievable. I mean, Bathurst 03 was, was mega. That was, that was the old podium. We, we were helped a little bit. I'm, I'm sure if you can remember, um, Mark Scape's door was famously loose, and, and he had to he had to stop and 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 fix it. So we, we probably would have finished fourth on pace, but um, again, we'll, we'll take it because you know, looking back to 2018, I should have won that race, and, and they got taken away from us as well. So you take him when you can. Um, but yeah, I mean that podium then back back in those days. You know, we were in the Ford, of course, and, and Holden fans were throwing beer bottles at us. And it, it was a pretty loose and wild uh, <laughs> wild time back then, especially on the podium. So, I mean, people wouldn't believe you. I don't think they show that sort of stuff on TV, but um, it's, it's a little bit tamer now. But, yeah, back then, we were dodging beer bottles and food and whatever else. It was, uh, you know, pretty loose. Crazy stuff. There's also a mm. Bathurst 24-hour back then. And I have no memories of about those 24 hour. Never got to see yep. it. I'd love to see it return so I can experience it. What, what's that like? I mean, you did it in 03 with Paul Stockel or Stokel, Alan Simonson and Peter Hackett. You came away in sixth in the class. I mean, 24 hours at the mountain doesn't seem um, like it would be uh, have the most cars finishing. 
Yeah, no, that was a big race. It, uh, my, my first opportunity in a GT, GT car, which I, which I loved, I actually roomed with Alan Simonson and, you know, he was uh, a mega talent, unfortunately got taken away from us there at Le Mans, but um, it was good to, to, to get to know him. And, and I, you know, I was pretty good friends with Alan after that. He spent a lot of time in Australia. So um, yeah, mega, mega race uh, again, it was it was yeah you know, racing around that place in the dark and, and it rained most of the night and oh, no. it felt like yeah it felt like i was i was in the car a lot in the rain in the dark <laughs> it was it was a it was a challenging race um you know we stayed in a motorhome at the track which is a bad mistake you can't sleep because it's too noisy uh, I, I learned a lot of things things i'd do differently if I ever did a 24-hour race again which i would love to do it'd be awesome for Bathurst to come back and do another 24-hour race i mean any opportunity to race around that place is is just fantastic and and i, I think you know we, we're probably due for for another one um I'd love to do it again, and and yeah, it, it sort of gave me my taste for downforce and for and for grip, and and ever since then, I just wanted to get back in those cars. You've driven with ten different drivers across your co-driving career. That's probably a yep. record as well, if you look at the stats. Um, and this is probably this is probably an unfair question, but do any of them stand out to you? I mean, some of the talent you've driven, obviously you were with David Reynolds now, so yeah. maybe we'll exclude him because you, you might be biased to say Reynolds, but yeah. Coulthard, Van Gisbergen, and Davison, Winterbottom, Canto, Russell Ingle, Macro, Ellery, and Murchison, all of them. I mean, some of the names, driven with phenomenal talent, multiple champions. Yeah, big names, aren't they? It's, it's always tough trying to match these boys, of course, so you, you learn a lot from them. Um, it's, it's good. You, you sort of get to know where you sit and, and I'm pretty comfortable where I sit against most of those guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Van Giers, Winterbottom, Davison, it's Fab, Fabian. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to, I know, I know what you're trying to say, but it, it, yeah. it's very, very difficult to pick. Um, I've probably learnt, probably learnt the most off, uh, of, of, of Mark Winterbottom, I guess, because he's a guy I spent a little bit more time with and, and probably a bit more formative, I guess, trying to develop my style, I guess. That, that, that's the issue. That's the other thing that you don't really think of um, when you think of co-drivers is you, you sort of have to match your style to the to the way the car is set up around the, the, the lead driver. So for a lot of years, I didn't really know what my style actually was because you're just trying to adapt to the style of the lead car. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's hard to pick it. As you said, it's, it's phenomenal talent. It's very very hard to pick between those guys i mean at the moment you know reynolds he's unbelievable he's the guy i probably had the most fun with you know he's a bit more relaxed he, he seems to be in my corner a bit more it's probably that's when yeah i gotta choose my words carefully here i guess but um, yeah he is more of a team player i, I felt uh, the co-driver and, and the lead driver more as a team. I wouldn't say the other guys weren't, but I just find that relationship a little bit stronger with with Dave. Like he, he'll protect me more as a co-driver um, rather than throwing me under the bus. Yeah. Good guys, Dave, and uh, yep. a, a good combination it seems you two because uh, you're, you're going to another team with him this year, which we'll talk about in a second. But yep. you're. First year with him, 2017, with Erebus Motorsport. <laughs> you turn up and you win the damn thing. You win Bathurst. 
Yeah, well, even before then, we uh, we won. I won the co-driver race as well, so we, we got our first. Not that it counts as a win, but uh, it, it counted as a. Well, I'm not sure if it counted as a pole because I don't think Dave went right in the, in the next race. But yeah, we it does, we, it we got it does, the, It doesn't exist yeah. in Wikipedia. <laughs> no, no. So, um, but yeah, we, we got the first win and for, for Holden for a little while, I think, and and for Eric, no, for Erebus, I should say. So, um, yeah, that that was a phenomenal year. Just just bursting off you know you know the scene and 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 coming off what what made it this happened in 2012 as well I sort of left FPR in 2011 with a sort of bad taste in my mouth really and came back and won the coach of a race with Stone Brothers a year after and beat and beat FPR which which was awesome and, and the same sort of thing happened uh, in 17 where I, I left Penske in, in 16 with not the best taste in my mouth either and then come out and win it um was was just i don't know sort of yeah. it's a bad way for me, but just it's a, <laughs> it makes it even sweeter i guess i know what you're saying yeah 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 because while well, you'd been with coolthard as well the same way you you have with reynolds now with at brad jones racing and then you followed him to, to ddr prensky and then yep. why, why did that fall apart uh well i think the the, the main reason is, you know, Scotty was coming in, was coming across and he wanted to bring Alex Promo with him. So there's, and, and I think Tony Delberto integrated himself into the team a bit better than I did. And, and I think they rated his performance a little bit better than mine. So um, he, he got the, he got the nod. It, it was a particularly challenging time for me. The, the, Fabian had the same issues as well, that the Falcon at that stage was very challenging to drive. Like the, the Commodores coming from BJR, you wanted to go faster, you'd brake later and just drive the thing harder and in racing terms, just rag it a bit more and, and it'd be quicker. Where the, the Falcon, the way it was set up at that stage, the, the harder you drove it, the slower you went. So you had to underdrive it in certain parts of the corner and it was it was harder for me to, 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 to find that. And, and I think Fabian struggled with that initially as well. So, and, and Tony just... I think did a better job and um, he got the nod over me. So, but uh, that I can handle. It's, it's more the, the way the team reacted after it or not, not so the team, but the the powers that be, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, certainly showed them the next year, didn't you? Because I mean, were there there ever any doubts for you? It it was 18 attempts to to get to that win. Um, Obviously when you turned up that weekend, you you were fast all weekend. And as you say, you won the co-driver race leading in um and then reynolds and yourself third fastest or fastest in practice three fastest in practice six second in qualifying it was the complete weekend i mean just the thought processes coming in and i mean yeah i mean were were there doubts ever for you because it's it's a lot of attempts to get there yeah absolutely doubts yeah um yeah, you, you never, you sort of always hope and, and you start to, as the years progress and you start to not, not, you know, you not, not, not see the finish line first. You, you start to, yeah, wonder, of course, if it's ever going to happen. But uh, I think every year I just concentrated on our performance. So I was lucky enough to have good co-drivers and good cars all the way through. So I, I never thought it wouldn't not, wouldn't happen, I guess. So I always sort of dreamt it would. Um, but yeah, 17, we, we, we didn't come off the truck 
super fast, I guess. We, we were there or thereabouts, but we made a couple of changes. And I think we made a couple of changes in my session, the first session, which really tuned the car up a lot. So after that, we knew we had a really, really quick car in the dry. Uh, Dave did an awesome job, uh, first part of the race, especially. But uh, the, the, the hardest thing for that race was, you know, we had dry running all, all week. And then on the grid, it just starts to sprinkle and we're like, oh, you know, you, you just got no, no idea what's going to happen, do you? So do, do, you, do you try and change the car for, for wet or uh, we, we expected the track to dry uh, probably a lot earlier than it did. So we left the car pretty much in a dry setup from, from a driver's point of view. Uh, I, was, I was a little bit concerned, a bit worried because you haven't driven, I hadn't driven in that car in the rain uh, around Bathurst or hadn't driven around Bathurst in the rain for, for a while so you just never know what sort of grip you have and, and I remember watching onboards from the start of the race uh, just to try and pick lines and brake markers and, and where guys were faster and where they were slower and, and what they were doing so you're always trying to learn as a driver but as it worked out we had a pretty good feeling in the rain and the car wasn't too bad it was sort of you know, probably top five pace in the rain. And, and then we were just waiting for it to dry. As soon as we knew it was going to be dry, we knew we had a quick car and that's the way it worked out, luckily enough. You almost hit the double, of course, because then you came back in 2018, uh, put it on pole position, um, which was very much a team effort. Dave obviously did a phenomenal job in, in the shootout. Um, then it just didn't quite click um, in the race. Obviously, Reynolds ha had those issues um, in the car. I mean, watching on from the garage, is it almost a helpless feeling um, knowing that, you know, he he's struggling out there and there's not too much you can do about it from, from the sidelines? Yeah, I mean, 2018 was much more of a complete weekend for us, barring the last part of the race, to be honest. So the car was just mega. I mean, I remember having... Uh, I think my co-driver session, I was like a second quicker than anyone else. Like it was just unreal. The car was just fantastic. So, um, and then of course the race, we, we, we blazed off. We led, I can't remember how many laps it was, 130 odd laps or something from the entire race. Uh, I remember from a personal point of view, um, restart, had, you know, Penske guys behind me and drove away from them. And then the, the safety car came out right on my minimum co-driver laps. Like it was all just working perfectly. And then, uh, yeah, unfortunately, what happened with Dave, which which was probably a bit of a hangover from the year before. So we, we rectified things in 2019 in that regard. But when you win the biggest race in Australia, you get uh, punished or hammered pretty hard by media commitments and sponsor commitments, especially the year after. So for Dave, it started happening a week or so before uh, 2018 Bathurst and for me about a week before. And if you don't look after yourself through the week, um, you know, that's, that's, it sort of manifests itself to, to that performance in the race. But look, it never happened before, never happened again. It was just one of those unfortunate things that just has to happen when, when everything was going right for us. But uh, to give you an idea why, I guess, it, it, you get pulled from pillar to post pretty hard. So at the point where we had to almost get escorted from the garage to the, to the back of the truck each time, because you just got hammered by fans wanting autographs and bits and pieces, which is absolutely fantastic. Don't get me wrong. And the way Dave and myself are, we just wanted to help everyone and, and give an autograph to everyone and just try and be, be there for everyone. But if you, if you move from one media commitment to the next, 
to the next, to the next, to the next without a break. Uh, and if you don't take a drink or if you don't take something to eat or we just needed someone to say, hey, Dave, you need to slow down a bit, you need to have a drink, you need to eat this, you need to do this. And, yeah, the performance probably would have been a bit better. But as I said, 2019, we, we had uh, someone doing that for us and the, the performance was a lot better. But anyway, it just, it just didn't work out when we had the car and, and the team behind us, I guess. So. Well, you have another chance at it this year. Yes. Um, yep. After the world's shortest retirement. What, what yeah, it's well. I, I just I just wasn't enjoying my racing. Nineteen, and we had the famous bit of a blow up there with, you know, with the management and the team. I guess, uh, you know, it's funny because I, I thought I was still driving quite well, but again, a couple of little things happened, especially at Bathurst in the race, uh, that famous crash on, on on Thursday, which put a lot of pressure on the team for for didn't sleep all the way through Thursday night and. You know, probably just, I don't know, set the tone for, for the weekend, really, which is unfortunate, I think. Um, but we did did manage to finish on the podium on our last race. You know, only got beaten by Triple Eight at, at, um, at the Gold Coast. So, I, you know, I was sort of happy enough with what I did. Uh, things were progressing on the Porsche side of things. Uh, I just didn't feel like I could give it the, the best I could or the best I had done just turning up and doing Bathurst. So... I needed to do other things uh, to try and be sharper during the year. And this year, it, it sort of everything fell into place. So it managed to meet Rob Woods from TechWorks and, and TechWorks gave me the opportunity to race Carrera Cup. I uh, did a lot more coaching last year as well. And it gave me a lot more confidence that I could do it. Um, it was just going to be a lot more miles in race cars this year. And then, and then when, when the team knew that they, they i think they thought that's the only thing that i was really lacking was was race miles so they they came chasing me to be honest and and i thought well it's a good opportunity and and i feel i feel better and stronger a little bit more refreshed and um yeah we decided to press go on it i guess what's it been like with, with TechWorks motorsport you've got quite a quite a big role with them uh, obviously being their driver for carrera cup and then you're coaching their their young talent in Twitter eighty six, and you're you're a shareholder in the team now as well. It's um, yep. you're very much uh, an integral part of their journey now as they build themselves up. Yeah, I mean uh, Rob and Rochelle, they, they 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 run a really really good ship. You know, they they don't don't muck around at all. So uh, Rob, when he decides to do something, he does something full on hundred percent. So uh, I, I like that like that attitude and I like you know that that way of going racing I guess so um I, I love coaching the younger guys coming through as well and, and 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 I learn off them just as much as they learn off me I, I think so I, I wish you know when I was starting off at 15 16 19 that I had a you know an ex-Bathurst champion teaching me some of the some of the things to shortcut my learning you know that would, would have helped me a lot but um so to give that out and, and to have the opportunity to do that, I, I'm really enjoying. Um, I, I love my racing. I love driving for Porsches especially. So it, it's it's just a little bit disappointing this year has worked out the way COVID's worked out because, you know, we finally got a, an eight-round championship locked in. I would have done probably six rounds before Bathurst. So it would have been nice and in tune, I think. But as it turned out, we, you know, we've done three races. We, we've done a bit of testing, and uh, and I feel quite confident we're going into Bathurst, you know, as, as strong as we can be. Uh, how do you rate your career cup season so far? Um, I think 
looking in and having worked with TechWorks myself, obviously doing doing a bit for you guys, you know, I think you guys have probably improved each and every time you've gone out on the racetrack. Would you would you see it the same way? Yeah, we've had a few little dramas happen in key parts of a weekend. So, uh, you know, Sandown, we, we had a DNF and we had to come from the back twice. Didn't really show our full potential there. Second round at Tail and Bend. Yeah, we were battling for, for third in race two. Uh, and then we just had a bit of an altercation, knocked us back. So we, we've shown some sort of flashes of brilliance, I guess. Uh, Townsville, we had some issues with the car, had a, had a gearbox issue in qualifying, which meant we qualified at the back, had to come come through again. It just We just haven't quite showed our potential, I think, at this stage. And um, and, and we'll see what happens. We, we, if we get an opportunity to race at Bathurst, I think we'll be pretty strong there. But we just, you know, you're up against some some really, really hard and, and, and seasoned competition. You know, guys like McElroy and Sonic and... David Wall racing and all these sort of guys, they've, they've, they've been in these cars for, for a very, very long time and, and we're just pretty much brand new at it. So you, you can't jump into any series and, and, and think you're going to blitz everyone. Uh, it's a very, very competitive championship. We, we just happened to to rock up to Crera Cup in probably the, the most competitive it's ever been in its, in its history um, with, with genuinely probably 12 guys that can, that can actually win a race. I don't think that's happened before. And, um, I think next year it'll probably even grow more than that. So it'll be even tougher again, which I'm looking forward to the challenge. So you're going to come back and do it again next year, Crow Cup? Absolutely. So uh, that, that's our plan. Um, plans have often fallen over, but uh, at this stage we're, we're, we're planning on getting a, a 992. It's, it's a unbelievable looking car. I, I can't wait to, to get my bum in one and, and, and feel it. It's going to be a second or so quicker than the current cars at most tracks we go to. And, and, you know, a lot more downforce and bigger front tire and I'm looking forward to really leaning on it and it looks like at this stage we're going to have a grid of over 30 cars which is you know, unbelievable and and I think we'll probably have closest to, to 20 pros in it so that's 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 going to be an unbelievable uh championship we're going to be super competitive it would it, probably be better to watch in the supercars we'll see how we go yeah it's going to be a, a pretty phenomenal you've got to let me know when you get delivery of that 992 because I want to want to come check that thing yeah. out it's, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been whipping it around in our racing and uh, it's a lot of fun to drive on it. Still looks like in real life. Um, you probably got more experience in it than me then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> come, come give me a drive, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, obviously, Carrera Cup will, well, it's slated to have a round at Bathurst and then a double header at the Bends. Um, there's been a lot of drivers pulling out of double duty across the six-day event. Um, are you... Are you still committed to running Carrera Cup alongside your co-driver role or is that still a discussion to be had sort of thing? I think it's a bit of a work in progress. Um, I, I don't think we'll take it there if, if it's a non-championship race. Uh, I think we probably, as, as tech works, try and concentrate on saving that money for, for next year and, and, and potentially testing. But uh if it, if it is part of the championship, we'll, we'll definitely go. We, we've made the commitment. Um, sponsors want to, want to see it out there. So, and I think on a, on a personal point of view, I, I, I want to get some more miles around there. I know, I know it's a different car. You're sitting on the left-hand side, but I think more miles around that place in, in a car, similar sort of speed to a supercar can only help. I've done it before, did it in 05. 
uh, with Stone Brothers and Russell Ingle, and, and I thought it helped my performance then. So I can only see it helping, uh, not hindering. Uh, I, I, I have heard, you know, the comments from other guys that uh, I think I think being a co-driver and not being, I wouldn't say stuck in the full-time supercar role like some of the other guys, I, I probably can say I adapt reasonably well, I think, because I'm always jumping from some different car to some other yeah. different car and, and often on the, on the same race weekend just to get any opportunity to get my bum in a race car. So I, I find that I can adapt reasonably well. And, and, and I think that puts me in good stead to be able to do two, two categories on one, one weekend. But again, we, we just don't know. I, I, I guess from our point of view as well, we, we have to get the car ready and put it in the truck in October, um, maybe racing in December, because once the car leaves, leaves Queensland, it, it's going to be stuck in New South Wales until, uh, until the race. So we really have to make the call to, to get it prepped and take it there. And, and we may use it. We may not. But um, I guess Carrera Cup will come back to us very, very soon on on whether or not uh, it's going to be a championship round or not, and then that depends on borders being open from you know New South Wales to uh, to South Australia. And I, I've really, yeah, how how can you tell? You just can't predict it. Though. No. It's the same with the whole year. You, you you sort of plan for the best, almost expect the worst. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, mm. it's um, hope. I think twenty twenty. What is next year? 2022 <laughs> yeah. will be uh, pretty pretty fun because I think we're finally going to be back to a full year's worth of racing and everyone's going to be going to be itching to, to to get it under their belts. But um, yeah, let's let's hope so. I mean, we thought that this time year. last year as well. Yeah, so it's, you're right. It's, you know, <laughs> anyway, but I, I guess what's different now are the vaccination rates and we just this we just got to do it. So um, yeah, I think next year I'm pretty positive towards next year. I think for Crowder Cup, we've got a, a bit of a rough schedule as well, which uh, I think they'll release soon. So um, we'll, we'll go racing pretty early in the year, I think, and, and and have a bit of a crack. We're looking forward to doing some testing. Hopefully these cars arrive um, on schedule, which is, I, I think, very, very late December. So ho hopefully, you know, that happens and we do a bit of testing and, and get into it. And I'm really looking forward to sinking my teeth into that car and have a bit of a crack at it because we, we will start pretty pretty fresh i guess and we can be an equal footing to, to everyone else everyone else that we're currently racing against in career cup has almost a six-year advantage on this on this chassis so um everyone's back to almost square one so i think we'll be uh yeah looking forward to being a bit more competitive in the new car well i'm certainly looking forward to seeing how you go at the end of this year if career cup keeps on going and obviously in the bathurst 1000 but uh i think and next year. <laughs> but I think um, we're just about out of time for this one. We'd like to keep it short and sharp here on the Checkered yep. Flag chat. So um, well, thank you again for, for joining me, Luke. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure, mate. Thanks, guys, and hope you enjoyed it. Episode two of the Checkered Flag chat wrapped up then with Luke Yordan. Last time with Lee Holdsworth. Stay with Yordan next time. I don't know. Go and give me a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Ryan Jones Comms and Ryan Jones Commentary or Checkered Flag Media as well on our socials. And drop a suggestion in the comments as to who we should go and interview next because I have a lot of drivers I have lined up uh, in my mind, but I don't know who I should approach first. So go and give me some suggestions. Uh, I can't wait to catch up with Luke in a few weeks' time when we go back racing. And uh, apart from that, all of you stay safe. And I'll see you later.